Hello everyone, welcome back to my podcast. It's Darcy and you're listening to another episode and I have another special guest. Today it is my dad. Hello, dad. Hi. Hello. So, um, how are you? I'm alright, thanks. Good, good. How have you been finding lockdown? Well, in some respects, it's actually been quite nice because I've not had to dash about. Yeah. Been able to take uh, advantage of the area that we live in, which is very beautiful, and just take pleasure in that. Very nice, very nice. So, have you taken up any new hobbies during this lockdown period? Um, no, I haven't really. I suppose we're not travelling around as much. I've yes. perhaps had a bit more time to do the usual things I do, and having getting those done a bit quicker has meant that uh, maybe I've done a bit more reading in the evenings or a bit more drawing, things that I would have done anyway, but I think may perhaps I've done a little bit more. Has the current climate inspired, because you write poetry, don't you? Has it inspired any poetry or cartoons, because you draw as well? <clears throat> well... It did inspire a poem, a couple of poems actually, um, through one of the jobs I do, I saw uh, an advert for people to put poems into a competition yeah. and about um, lockdown, so I did write a couple and sent them to that and um, I was the winner in the adult category for that, so... Well done. Yeah. Very impressive. So, next question is what's your favourite current song? And if you don't have a current one, what's one of your favourite songs of all time? Um, I do like a lot of current songs, um, by which I don't mean currents as in raisin and then currents and dry fruit. <laughs> <laughs> songs about currents, no. Uh, I, do, I do like a lot of current music, but... Uh, been put on the spot, my mind goes instantly blank, so I can't recall. But uh, songs of the past, I like. Um, uh, who knows where the time goes? But sung by Sandy, written and sung by Sandy Denny, and many other songs. Um, my next question is: Can you sing us a little bit of that tune for us? No, I can't, because <laughs> I wouldn't do it just as I could sing you something else if you like. Yes, go for it. Because another of my favourite singers is somebody called Robin Williamson. Yeah. And he was a, um, still is actually a singer and songwriter. And he wrote, um, I'll sing you this October song, for there is no song before it. Yeah, you know, it's amazing when you put on the spot, because I've, I've been singing songs to myself and my family for years. Let me just think about it. I'll sing you this October song, for well, there's no song before it. Sounds like a nice refrain. Oh, none of my own, though my joys, the words in tune are none of my own, though my joys and sorrows bore it. Behind the trees, the brambly briar, 
and with them I'll be leaving. I haven't done by that very well because uh, I wouldn't really expect being expected to sing at that point. This is a beautiful song. I'll probably sing it to you later on. I'll remember the words properly. Okay. What else do you want to So, um, next question yeah. is, what's your current watch on TV at the moment? What are you enjoying? Well, I am enjoying um, the DVD of Detectress, which oh, I'm yes. watching with you. You and me, yeah. Uh, which we sometimes watch episodes of in the evenings. I enjoyed that very much when it was originally broadcast, and I'm enjoying watching it again. Yeah. Um, Telly's a bit, a bit lacking in anything riveting and new just at the moment. It is at the moment. Yeah, although uh, there are things that I'm, I'm hoping to see when they eventually come on, um, such, a, such as Line of Duty, which I believe there's a new series of that being developed at the moment and being filmed. For anyone that doesn't know what Line of Duty is, can you give us a little... Yeah, well, it's a, it, it is an incredibly complex police drama, which I think is the next series that comes on, or maybe the fifth series, and it's been a running story from the beginning. Um, it's based on a, a team of, of police officers who investigate other police services where wrongdoing seems to have been done or is alleged or suspected of being perpetrated by police officers themselves. And um, a running theme throughout all the series has been that there's a, uh, an unknown police officer, a very senior officer, yes. who's known as H, who is actually the ringleader of uh, all the sort of um, bad people in the series. So mm. uh, the last few series have been trying to uncover who who eight is but that's a rather simplified way of putting it because it is just very complex and convoluted and yeah. uh, intriguing really i've seen odd odd bits of odd episodes and mm. it does look quite complicated yeah. um next question i did have one. Oh yes do you have a fact of the day for us because yesterday Grace gave us a few facts and I thought it would be interesting right. to see if you have one. Had you asked her to come up with them? No, she Had just you? came up on the spot. Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> fact of the day. Fact of the day. Um, well, I'll give you a a joke fact of the day and then I'll okay. think of a more serious one. So, fact it. of the day. Uh, the reason that bees hum is because they don't know the words. <laughs> uh, that's the joke. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that's the joke fact of the day. Yeah. Uh, a more serious fact of the day might be that the area we live in, yes. here, uh, in this little pocket of, of the Amber Valley area of Derbyshire... Indeed. ...was in the... Um, probably in the 12th century or even in the 11th, 11th and 12th century or parts of that, around that period, was actually a royal park. So uh, it was part of um, Duffield Frith, 
Duffield Forest. Yes. A frith, as it was known. I think that's the name of the word. But this particular area was a hunting park. And so, not far from us, a couple of miles away from where we live, there's a place called Shuttlegate. And uh, it was called Shuttlegate because it was actually the gateway into the park. Into the oh, park. I didn't know that actually. That mm-hmm. makes more sense now. Yeah. And um, you have an interest in the French language or languages in general. You speak some Swedish, don't you? Uh, I do, yes. Yes, and uh, you do a bit of French with me sometimes. I so do. I was wondering if you have a word of the day from either the Swedish language or the French well, language. I'll tell you what, you, you asked me to sing a song earlier. I will sing you a, a short song in Swedish. Okay. Okay, this is a lullaby in Swedish. actually quite it sounded the tunes slightly sinister to me no it was about an old troll mother who (laughs) was singing her little troll her 11 troll children to sleep and the best way she could do that was to tie them all together by their tails and rock them gently in their rocking bed and sing the words to them which was ooh i i i buff (laughs) that was what the song meant (laughs) So it was not meant to be sinister. Okay. (laughs) Must be in the way I sang it. That's very nice, Dad. Thank you. Something a bit different for us. So I do try and be topical on this podcast. And obviously something that's affecting us all at the moment is the coronavirus. And I've been asking my guests what, how well they think that the UK government is dealing with coronavirus, maybe in comparison to other countries or just on their own, and um, how you would maybe do um, handle the situation differently if you were in charge of the country. Right, well, uh, how have they been dealing with it? Um, I think Certainly for the last few weeks, maybe maybe for the last five or six weeks, the messages coming out from Downing Street have been a bit confusing and not very clear. Mm. Uh, So we've not really been quite sure who can bubble and who can't, um, whether you can travel or can't travel. We've not been really sure, I don't think, of, of what the what the rules and the best way forward have been. And it feels to me, and others I think, or some others, but 
I'm speaking, you know, from my own point of view. Yeah. But um, some of the decisions to to lighten the restrictions more and more, quite rapidly and quite dramatically, have been driven by commercial considerations and getting businesses back going, getting money flowing, which in itself I can understand and isn't necessarily a, a bad um, thing to be doing, but no. whether it's a safe thing to be doing quite as quickly and as fully as we appear to be, I'm, I'm not sure. I have my doubts whether it has been terribly wise to to move quite so rapidly towards uh, stopping lockdown. Yes. Well, how I do it myself, I, I, oh, that's a, that's a tricky one. I don't know. Um, I think almost right from the beginning, if uh, if the the chief scientists or scientific advisors had been listened to a bit more seriously, uh, then yes. maybe we we would have gone into a lockdown situation a bit earlier and we might have come out of it a bit earlier so mm. uh, I'm guessing if I have found myself in the unenviable position of ruling Britain in some way um, I hope I would have taken more advice um, from the scientific community Yes, that is indeed what Mother Dawson said as well Um so going back because we previously mentioned your uh drawing and your cartoons i was wondering if you had any advice for any young artists about how to get their work out there because you've had cartoons in magazines before and newspapers and i was just wondering if you had any tips or tricks well uh the first tip I have really is to um, consider yourself an artist, to consider yourself to be publishable and and uh, to take pride in, in what you do, by which I don't mean you should just draw anything and think that's it. It does need working on, but I remember when I was about 14 or 15, maybe maybe even a little bit younger, 13 perhaps, telling somebody at the time, somebody who was about my age or a year older, that uh, I wanted to be a cartoonist and they laughed and said that wasn't any ambition to have. Well, um, it is an ambition and it is worth pursuing. You can be an artist, a cartoonist, draftman, um, painter, whatever, without having anything published at all. It is, it is, if it's what you do, it's what you do. And nobody's commenting on, or they shouldn't be commenting on uh, some kind of standard yeah. that, that is something they, they're imposing on you mm-hmm. by, by saying that you're not, they shouldn't be saying that you're not an artist because they, you haven't reached their their own um, idea of what an artist is. If you draw regularly, uh, you enjoy it, it's something you're driven to do, something you want to do, something you like doing, 
uh, than you are an artist. To be a successful artist or cartoonist, again, it depends really on what um, what you think of as success. I think there's two ways of looking at it. One is to be successful in terms of feeling that you've communicated what you want to communicate the best way you can. And that maybe takes some, some effort and time of development and, and some skill to, to acquire. I sometimes manage that, sometimes don't. If by being successful you mean you can make some money from it or get some esteem from it, I think that's a bit more difficult. I've had a few published over the years, but I've kept trying and more recently I've not, I've not had anything published for a while. Um, but over the years, I suppose I've had quite a, a few in print in one way or another. Um, so I think it's just to keep on going, to take pride in what you do and to do it to the standard that you want to see yourself achieving. Thank you, Dad. So it is um, coming to the end of our podcast episode and um, I would like to thank you for joining us today. It has been enjoyable and interesting. And um, I usually ask my guests, a bit more singing for you, Dad, to um, finish us with a little tune to end. It can be anything, it can be made up, it can be an existing one, whatever you're feeling. I will first of all say thank you for anyone who has listened to this. Um, I do appreciate your listening. I now have a um, an established audience of six people, which I'm very proud of. And um, thank you again to Dad for joining us. If you would like to take it away with your tune, Dad. Okay. Well, this is a, a Donovan song from the probably from the sixties, and it goes like this: Yellow is the color of my true love's hair. In the morning, when we rise, in the morning, when we rise, that's the time, yes, that's the time, I love the best. Blue is the colour of the sky, in the morning, in the morning, when we rise, that's the time. The time. Oh, that's the time. That's the time. I love the best. Well, thank you. Goodbye, everyone.